Welcome to the We Are All Needed podcast, a space where we together will inspire people to do something good. This podcast is for all of us that care. We care about how we spend our days, how we show up for each other and for the planet. I'm your host, Alexander Nash. I am many things as we all are, but the things I most proudly identify with are I'm an entrepreneur, a mother, business coach, athlete, and meditation teacher. I've roamed the impact startup world for over 15 years now, and I feel like it is time to share the stories of so many fascinating people doing so many incredible things. Together with the guests on this show, we will provide inspiration that no act is too small and that we are all needed. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Today, I'm welcoming Radhika Mayani to the podcast. After years of working in the hospitality industry, Radhika had an eye-opening experience about how big the plastic and waste problem was inside these operations. In combination with all her experience over the years, she created a product line to solve part of the waste problem. Being a nature and stationary lover, she explored ways to use both of her passions to start her brand and left-hand design was created in Singapore back in 2017. The main goal being to put nature back into people's lives. Creating a zero-waste stationary brand with designs inspired by the beauty of nature, they give an eco-friendly alternative for your everyday writing needs. So once you finish using the stationery, you give it a new life by planting them into different kinds of herbs. In this conversation, we talk about how by making small changes to what we use on the daily, we can make a difference. That sometimes the real market research happens face to face. And that if we can change our mindset to use and grow instead of use and throw, we can all move mountains. Hi, Radhika. Welcome to the We Are All Needed podcast. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me here. And I'm so excited excited to be here. It's very lovely of you to take the time. I'm excited for this. Um, and on, the, on this podcast, I like to start with a question that gets us kind of right on impact and right on topic before we get to know you personally a little bit better. So if you got to view the future in the most idealistic way possible for you, what would your kind of future look like? I mean, I would start with one simple thing is swapping all the single use stationery to my stationery, which is available in every store, in every big store, small store, every store possible. And it's in every household and every all the kids and adults and everyone's using that stationery. That's really that's really cool. That's cool. We'll have to we'll dig into your stationery a little bit more because I bet everyone is curious now what kind of stationery it is. Um, so so leading into that who are you and where are you in the world at the moment and what do you do yeah so uh, I was born in India but I have been living in uh, out of India for the last 20 years and I have lived in Dubai I've lived in Singapore and now my current home is Australia 
Um, I have started this business in 2017 in Singapore uh, while I was working in hospitality industry. And I think that kind of uh, gave me a lot of um, thinking and um, uh, a little bit of more introspection of what, uh, where we are going and um, how can I start a business and also find a solution with it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, current currently Australia's home. We're really enjoying this place. It's a beautiful country. We live in Sydney now and we are loving it here. How long have you been in Sydney? Oh, we've just been here four months, but it feels like we've been here for a long time. <laughs> That's crazy. So you moved your business as well from one country to another. Yes. So we are still ongoing in Singapore, but now expanding into Australia and New Zealand. So, uh, but I will be based in uh, Sydney. Oh, okay. Because that it's one thing to move yourself and your family and your personal belonging, but moving a business is a whole other other thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like a new market. Like I feel like a newbie here completely. Uh, nobody knows me. <laughs> uh, so it just feels like uh you know ground zero all over again but um but having my business in singapore and my clients in singapore really helps me to um uh, explore this market as well yeah so tell me a little bit about your business business and your stationery what is it that you do uh, so I think going back in time, like when I was in Dubai, I used to do a lot of handmade cards uh, and I used to do weekend markets. So I used to work from Monday to Friday and Saturday, Sundays, I used to make these beautiful uh, scrapbook card style of cards, greeting cards, okay. and I used to sell them. So I used to do it as a hobby, but I used to love the whole idea of handmade, uh, you know, being in a community uh, with artisans and craft makers, you know, uh, just selling, like, even if I'm selling $1,500, I was happy with it because yeah. I I thought I'm doing something different, like, you know, and, and just connecting with the community and all. So obviously it was not a business plan. Uh, that was not a business, it was a hobby. Yeah. Uh, and fast forward to 2017, 2016, I really wanted to do something really seriously and start a business. Um, so left-hand design was had started back then in 2006 uh, oh, with the okay. name and everything. But I, but that used to be a hobby and a handmade card business. So it, it really didn't, well, it was not a business, um, but it was more of a hobby. And then f fast forward to 2016, 2015, when I used to work in hospitality. And before that, I was into advertising. So design has something always been with me. And I wanted to see how I could find something which is design. Of, I love nature. And you know, and find a solution. So I had to connect these three dots and see how can I find a, a found a company and, you know, have these three things together. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of uh, research and understanding of what I really wanted to do. Uh, so 2015, 2016 were majorly into introspection and again, uh, going inwards and seeing, you know, what I really want to bring out there and what I want to provide with a solution with. Yeah. And how far were the solutions back then? Was it was it one of these that where you thought, oh, I wonder if you could plant stationary or was it had you seen something similar where someone was planting something and then then you got right. the seed? Do you know how, how was that process? Um. So so back then, uh, obviously, 
and why i i chose stationery is because i love stationery so it could be it could have been any business it could have been food it could have been anything but why i chose stationery is because i i'm a stationery lover so any country i travel be with with if it's paris or london or uh, us uh, you know japan you, the first thing i do is get into a design store or a museum because i am such a, a museum lover and oh. art lover um so so i thought stationery is yes so that was yeah. the tick the second was nature and i love nature so all my designs were related to nature so when i started the business i started fsc certified stationery which was you know it had all the trademarks and everything but but i thought this is not enough it needs more it needs yeah. to be more compelling and and even more a bigger reason for people to buy it because it is helping the planet yeah. so i said how can i marry all these things again so i went to india i stayed there for 3 months i did my research and i think india in terms of manufacturing is way ahead like it's really ahead in time um you know the the artisans work uh, in different ways with innovation Yeah. and i think that kind of uh, and then i saw i had start i'd seen these plantable pencils and that's what triggered me i said oh my god like i need to introduce this and i was not sure then as well in 2016 that nobody's going to understand what i'm going to sell no. but i said let me give it a go so i started with plantable pencils first so we work with a social enterprise in india where they uh, it, it's like a small village where they had the women working and because of that the kids were getting education so i was like this great. is fantastic you know i it, it's a great story back story as well that i am supporting a village who is helping make these pencils handmade and so everything made, is handmade oh so they made yeah. the pencils there oh okay. exactly yeah so everything's handmade like the whole process of Uh, these pens pencils and papers handmade there's nothing there's no machine involved in this and that's Which the same a, today yeah it's the same today that's right i and, actually didn't know that 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 in itself yeah, is pretty cool like exactly. i i so, didn't even know so, you can yeah. make a pencil by hand or I've, i guess i've never exactly. thought about how you make a pencil exactly right like nobody would know like people will think oh this is uh, these are uh, you know expenses and they are like amazing everything same similar so th- those are those go through a process but what we sell is only handmade wow so i was like so that got back to my roots again what i liked is handmade like how can i do it handmade but obviously have scale at because if i have to go scale i need to be able to cater that as well yes um so yeah so i think india is very rich in uh, you know innovation manufacturing where they come from cost you know so because it, because everything gets shipped out after yeah. it's made so you know everything uh, it's 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 a whole story in itself but uh, but yeah so going back to my research I found these pencils and I was like let me launch these first and then see how the response is. Yeah. And obviously, you know, as a positive business owner who has a lot of zest and energy <laughs> and like oh my god, this is if you know this is mind blowing, this is it, you know, and I'm it's going to take over no the sale. world. Exactly. And yeah. there was no sale. And I'm like oh my god like what have i done wrong like what did i where did i go wrong? Like people don't understand what I'm and that's when I understood that it's a new product it's a niche category yeah. nobody understands plantable no you know nobody nobody cares about the social impact you know and nobody is aware of that so then i had to literally pivot my business to education and awareness of what mm-hmm. this product means what so i had to redo all my um 
what do you say values and vision mission and goals yeah. related to that because people didn't get it so if people don't get it people are not going to buy it is as simple as that no so i was back to square one and then i pivoted and i um uh, then i started doing a lot of marketplaces so like the first 3 years i have been on ground every weekend i was out and about in any market which was happening in singapore i was there educating people talking to people what these pencils are what these and so i introduced pen pencils first then 3 months down 4 months down i introduced pens then i introduced notebooks so i've introduced these products gradually it's not that i went ahead and i or, or, you know produced everything together because exactly because i don't believe in waste like as a as a business owner i feel if i am reducing waste then how can i have inventory which is lying there and i'm wasting that as well so for me uh, there were a lot of small small details which needed to be um uh, thought through uh, yeah. and um addressed to before i uh you know so yeah so that's why i've taken 5 years is uh, yeah i've taken my own time organically to understand uh what the market needs what the consumer needs i have you know pivoted in terms of uh, strategies you know product range what they need i bring that in as well yeah. so yeah what uh, what were the biggest or what were the most common questions when you went to the markets in the beginning that you realized that <laughs> you needed to to maybe educate the market a little bit more on i think the first question was like why do i need to uh, plant a pencil is yeah. it why do i need to do that because it's an added layer right you when you introduce something you are reducing their time on that product yeah so when you make it easy people will are interested more in that yeah i guess that's a valid question yeah Exactly right. Like when we go to the supermarket or when we go to a, a say kitchen store, like you know, we get these lids and we get this and that and all the hacks. It makes our life easier by doing yeah. that. But then I'm send I'm selling pencils, which adds another layer because you need to plant them after. Yeah. So you finish them and you plant it, but they don't understand that when you put put it in the soil and when you those see those sprouts. Oh my God! It's so much of joy you see. that yeah. you have not wasted that pencil yeah you know it doesn't go into the landfill so i think that was a bigger message there yeah. which needed to be communicated so we did a lot of um so then what i started doing as well is i used to go to a lot of corporates like uh like say hotel indigo or uh say ai or edb which is economic development board uh stb which is your singapore tourism board so i used to get into all these companies and then we used to do marketplaces and where we used to educate the employees and create awareness um and as well as marketplaces and and show, showed them through slides basically i think being on ground really helps because you can yeah. see the product you can show them it's easier than just showing slide yeah um so yeah i think it was a lot of lot of groundwork that's a good point because i think now on the one hand it's easier to start a business cuz anyone can you know start a website and an instagram account and you exactly. know exactly but it's all about throwing money into these ads and these channels online but at the end of the day you don't uh, the only thing you can kind of take away from that is that oh maybe i put my money to the wrong target group or i should change the country or but you don't actually get to talk to physical people 
that tell you why they don't buy it. So as much as it's easier, it can also be very, very expensive. Um, yeah, and absolutely. If, and it, like you say, it's probably easier to just pack a little suitcase, go to market, sell it and That's see what, what I people did. say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did literally had a suitcase, which and stationery is easy. So it's small. So thankfully, I didn't have to carry a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was ready. Like every weekend, I was ready. And my husband's like, are you, you know, I said, but I need to get this on. Like, if I believe in this uh, business, and I believe in the goal that I want to sell plantable stationery, which is good for the planet, somebody needs to do it. Like yeah. if I don't do it for my business or for my company, who's going to do it? Nobody's going to do it. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, um, that's a really good point, and I think you you there's so much so many learnings in there uh, because I think often because I've worked with entrepreneurs for a really long time, and often you hear you know oh no, but I don't like sales. I'm not a salesperson. Like I couldn't do that. But then you go, but your whole thing is sales. Like being an entrepreneur exactly. is being a salesperson. It's just a fancy Absolutely. word uh, yeah. for selling ideas Absolutely. and missions. Like I'm a creative person. Like I, if you give me a, a, a studio, a laptop, and I will not even get out of that room. Literally, I'm that kind of a person. But when I, when I started going out, I just realized that if I'm a problem solver, then I need to be out there within that. Uh, in that area where the problem is and what what how can we fix it so if I don't understand the basic ground of what I'm trying to solve there's no business no what am I going to sell exactly yeah that's a really good point and then and then you know these days companies come in in five years they are like hundreds of millions of dollars in five years I don't know how I'm like it's great it's amazing but you know are they educated enough? Are are they, you know, are, are your customers, are your loyal customers? Are your clients, are your loyal clients? You know, yeah. are they, are you just acquiring new clients all the time, you know, by paid media? Yeah. I've never even done, I've hardly done paid media. Like I yeah. would rather have organic search and organic results yeah. come in um, because that definitely has a higher conversion because they've already sold into it. Yeah. Like even if 10 walk in and even two buys, I'm happy with that because I've made that difference. Yeah. And that too will tell another four to come and buy from me. So that's what happened in Singapore. There's so much of word of mouth, which yeah, really and I, helped. And I, and I guess for you as well, if you manage to sell your stationery to a, like a few more people, but none of them understood that they were then going to plant it, I guess that exactly. wouldn't be it. That wouldn't be a success for you either. No. Absolutely. And, and I had to keep telling them because yes, it's a process, but I had to keep telling them that please don't forget to plan them. Yeah. And then people like, oh, you know, I'll be love your notebooks and we love the designs, but it's like, oh my God, like we don't want to plan them. I said, the idea is to plan them. So please yeah. do that, or, you know, for the sake of it, just do it, you know? Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of mixed uh, comments. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. And I just received a, a, a bit of your stationery the other day. And that's what I'm most excited about. I want to use a, pen, a pencil so I can actually plant it and see what happens because I find that very yeah. uh, intriguing. So yeah. what's been your what's been your biggest uh, surprise on this journey so far that you didn't expect? I think the biggest surprise is, uh, I mean, I will tell you, uh, so we started in 2017. In 2018, I got invited by the Seoul International Handmade Fair to come and participate over a four-day event. 
And when they approached me, I was like, oh my God, this is spam. Like it can't be possible. Like, you know, I've just been a year into the business. How is this possible? So I just ignored it. Yeah. And then I got get another nice email from the CEO and, and it was amazing. Like the email was written so well and everything. So now I was like, mm, uh, let me, I mean, I need to give it a second thought to this. And then I showed it to my husband. I was like, what do you think of it? Like, do you think it's legit or, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. like all the questions I had. And he's like, oh, this is great. Like, you should write to them. And you should say that you basically don't have any money to go to Seoul. Yeah, <laughs> because because you're a startup, like you know, you're bootstrap. You're a startup. You don't have that kind of uh, revenue, no. um, you know. And oh my god, okay. Um, and then he's like, just write what you genuinely feel and see how that goes. I said, okay, let's do that. And I wrote back, and they like, we really love your vision and your mission, and you know where it's going, and we love the plantable station. We would like to sponsor the whole trip. Wow. And I think when that happened, I started believing that I'm doing something good, yeah. that it is being noticed, somebody sitting there in South Korea who's calling me for a four-day event, everything sponsored by them. Yeah, and they so understood a, what you were trying to do. Exactly. Uh, so I was a VIP for those four days. I had a, I had a talk. I had a seminar. I gave uh-huh. a presentation. I was invited to all the VIP functions, dinners, lunches, anything possible. And and I was like, how is this even? I, it was just too good to be true because I've just started this business. I've just picked up and, and suddenly these things are happening. Yeah. And for a small business, it's, it's a lot it's of a credibility for... It's a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I still talk about it because I will never forget how I felt. Yeah. Because when you're on your own and nobody, when nobody believes in you, you like you will do everything where people can will believe in you. And then yeah. now this organically things are happening, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing something right. That's great. You know? Yeah. And I was, I, they were the best four days of my life. Like in my uh, business when I started yeah. off. So we did it in 2019. I think 2018 they got in touch with. In 2019 I was there, and then 2020 COVID hit. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, so I think uh yeah so but this is going to be my uh the you know forever absolutely memory. yeah what, I mean in the beginning in the initial years yeah yeah where where is your biggest markets now do you sell mostly still in Singapore or is it spread yeah, out so we do yeah, so we do sell in Singapore. Um, so my main, my all my corporates, so we do work with a lot of corporate clients uh, and they are right now based in Singapore. But what we also get is now we are getting references from my clients from, uh, from Singapore to their Sydney and Melbourne offices. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Cool. So, yeah, so we are starting with that. And look, I mean, I'm a one woman show. I'm a solo entrepreneur. So I've oh my god I don't know where to even start like there's so many aspects of a business which needs to be taken care of yeah um and um so yeah so we are just going there and I'm just um yeah so I'm slowly and steadily now getting into you know I'm hired a a public relation uh person who's going to help me with uh you know um the PR uh, you know I'm getting into marketing so so we are doing things now so that now I'm started outsourcing. Um, That's so I great. can focus more on product range and what new I can add to the product range as well and create uh, relationships and, you know, yeah. 
that's great because that's a big step um yeah as it's well a big step. it's a brave step and it's scary to to take that oh. when you're <laughs> not only are you in control of what's happening when it's only you but you're also you can very quickly rein in if you know if the financial seem to go if something seems to happen you can just very quickly stop but when there's more people the wheel you know it's harder yeah. and harder to to pivot um which is but then also of course a lot more things can happen which is really really exciting yeah i think i think i've reached to the stage that now uh, i kind of know of the things i you know how the company can go for next 5 years or you know how what things i want um so i think the, once the goals are clearer then it's easier to outsource and you know just kind of work that out uh, yeah. because I, you know i mean you're not good at everything and no. i'm absolutely not good at everything so there are few things i said you know i need help with and and it's about time that i get that help yeah yeah that's great good for you yeah yeah and how have you managed or how do you manage if you do to in this entrepreneurial journey and and growing something even though it's beautiful how do you sustain yourself and kind of not get trapped in this you know hustle culture of everything happening a little bit too fast sometimes how do you nurture yourself during during this time i think um that's a very good questions because that's what i felt when i was moving from singapore to australia i have spent 12 years in singapore i have born this baby literally this is my baby and it was born in singapore i have worked from ground zero and this 5 years have been absolutely amazing i mean i know there was covid and everything but still i was sold out in that covid period yeah because wow. what we had done yeah so we had these care kids which were gone into how you know different households and they got all my notice so whatever stock i had i was all sold out during covid as well That's so great. i yeah so i was because as i said like i don't do a lot of big inventories we do small inventories uh, but still i was i was very happy that you know everything's gone but so i have been absolutely the journey has been amazing so far but when i moved to australia i think that's when i thought that and australia is different to singapore it's a completely different market um in what singapore way would are, you say it's different it's different in terms of people in singapore there's a lot of education and awareness needs to be done to, uh, for sustainability for you know um just reducing you know like say for example recycling yeah what do you recycle at home the awareness is not as much what's there in australia like it's just simple as bins coming in yeah there there are different colored bins red yeah. green yellow singapore had the same thing but there was not much awareness towards it no so there are a lot of different aspects where a lot of education and awareness needed to be done yeah. so i think everybody grew together yeah as a community and now things are different but australia is already there yeah so they're more mature you know the schools are very uh, proactive you know reusable coffee cups is a huge culture here yeah versus singapore everybody use those plastic yeah. uh, you know you know so you know what i'm talking about like in singapore yeah. they use those plastic yeah versus, it's actually uh, yeah sorry to interrupt you but i went on a trip yeah. where we went to singapore first and then we went yeah. to australia 
And it's yeah. one of those things that I noticed as well, uh, especially in Australia. I think that's their biggest, um, I mean, I don't know that, but from an outside, it looks like it's their biggest environment, like thing that they care most about is the coffee cups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so there are a lot of small, small things which I noticed is quite a shift. So obviously, Australia is being a more matured and a more bigger market. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I I have to... And obviously, you see your competitors, you see people, what people are doing. And I feel overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed for the initial months. I just switched off. I said, either I get affected by it and and you can't do anything about it no. because everything happens at its own time, at its own pace. And it's, uh, it's, it's a journey and I've got to travel with it. And there's no point hustling and, you know, feeling anxious and it's not going to get me anywhere. No. So I just switched off. And I just stayed in the moment. So the moment we arrived in Australia, I just enjoyed the country. Like we went for coastal walks. We just did the beaches and we, we came here in winter. So it was really good. And, you know, just enjoying the weather. Yeah. And and I was like, I'm just going to take it slow. I'm not going to rush this out. And I got my studio. Then I got my AB. So all the processes happened slowly and steadily. And I just kind of, I took care of myself first. Yeah, that's in the whole great. process. Yeah, by going for yoga every day, um, and something which I really enjoy the most is just being on my mat first thing in the morning, and uh, yeah, just enjoying the coffees and uh, the the brekkies and yeah, the nature and the atmosphere and just soaking everything in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very valid point. And, and I mean, I, I, I'm I pretty sure that by you doing that, you're obviously going to sustain in the longer, in the long term, which is what we're after. But it's as an entrepreneur, it's hard even even with that taking care of yourself. Like how how much can I um, how much can I take a break from to sustain over longer you know it's always that like between the short-term goals and the long-term goals yeah it's sometimes hard to negotiate between the two yeah because the other person doesn't know that I've shifted countries and I've moved countries and you know I'm starting over again Um, but I know that yeah and I am competing against myself I'm not competing nobody knows that yeah so that's true it really doesn't matter to them then why why should matter to me you know yeah. uh, and it's my company I can run it the way I want to so yeah. it's I think it's all on the founder how how things are yeah it's it's it can be hard like you know it's 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 a total hustle culture Australia is really um, out there uh, you know entrepreneurship is huge there's such such big uh, awesome um, successful brands here uh, which i you know i listen to podcast and uh, they're amazing yeah 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 just doing amazing work yeah yeah but that's uh, i think that's really important to realize that as much as you of course you need to ask for help as an entrepreneur but at the same time you i think it's also important to realize that no one is going to save us so no. no one is going to come in and tell you one day, no. you know, and look you in no. the eyes and say, you know, Alex, you need to rest today. Like you have to tell yeah. yourself that before. No, absolutely. Nobody's yeah. going to tell you. Nobody's no. going to tell you you need to work on this bit or that bit or, you know, this is your sales or this is your expenses or whatever. You have to do everything you have to manage on your own. So yeah. I guess the more in tune you are with yourself, 
uh, especially your inside, uh, you know, you can just work on the outside then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, during this journey, what what lights you up the most? I think the most important, the most amazing thing what lights me up would be when people buy the stationery and when they plant them and when they experience that, you know, sprout. I'm like, that's joy for me. It's like yeah. my job is done here, that they have got what I'm selling and they've experienced that themselves. It's like, imagine giving a new life to a product. Yeah. It's like you finish that product and you're giving a new life. How beautiful it can be. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think that that just makes me very happy. That's wonderful. And I, I would assume now with all the talk about also the name of my company, Circular Entrepreneurs, with you know, with circular economy, it's a little bit easier from a product standpoint to actually explain the loop. Because I think even just, I don't know, five years ago, people could kind of understand, or in general, we could kind of understand that, okay, I have a product. And then when I'm done, I should probably do something with it. But not that you would do something with it that gave it another life or another cycle that that's and I mean, then we talk very specifically, of course, about product design, um, right? which is interesting. But I think, yeah, I think that's really, really beautiful. And yeah, absolutely. And on the, the on the opposite side, what, what makes you angry? Oh, there's so many things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, I think it's... Having to do this alone, I think, has been really hard for me, you know. So I think that makes me a little bit it's like I wish I started it with somebody else or, you know, got in somebody else earlier to kind of, you know, because what happens is like there are a lot of internal conversations which happen and yeah. you are literally in your head a lot. Yeah. And I feel that's exhausting, you know, so sometimes I feel that I wish so then now I do have a mentor whom I can speak to and I can bounce off ideas and you know whatever I'm feeling get a second opinion um so yeah that makes me a little bit it's like I wish yeah I had somebody is it is it too late to change that structure you think or I think it's not late to change that. I can always look for, you know, a co-founder or somebody to come on board. Um, but again, having the same goals, vision, mission, you yeah. know, it's, I think that's the whole key. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting that you bring that up because one of my previous um social entrepreneurs that I had, we developed the world's first water bottle made from sugarcane. And oh, wow. I did that together with my husband, but my husband had another job on the side. So I did that basically by myself and it grew and mm. grew. And I mean, we were up all night packing water bottles to be sold to like Uganda. And we had, you know, UPS come at four o'clock in the morning and then get the kids up at six. And it was it was crazy. And at no point did I think that I could find another co-founder and it didn't dawn on me like until way after. And then what happened was that one of our distributors came in and offered to buy the company uh, by which points I was so tired. So I was like, Oh, you know, here, take it. 
<laughs> which in retrospect now you know when I speak to entrepreneurs about like that overwhelm and that feeling of being lonely and like doing it all yourself I wish that maybe I could have done it slightly differently because then I could have mm. hold on to the company longer it wasn't yeah. those two weren't the only options you know me doing everything yeah. myself and selling the whole thing off that yeah. could have been somewhere like in the middle there in between Absolutely. I mean, some days are like I do, uh, you know, pick my brains uh, off my husband a lot. Like, you know, he's one one of them. But now he's, he's going to start helping with some sales and things like that, because because your husband, like, you know, they know like what's going exactly. on in and out about a company. It's easy. And he still has a job. So but I'm trying to, you know, lure him in slowly, slowly. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> And uh, what have you on this journey? Because often when we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about all the things that we have gotten to do. But also, obviously, in order to be on this journey, we've had to say no to a lot of things. So what have you had to say no to to be able to stay on course and on mission? I think entrepreneurship in the in in this day and age is very glamorous uh, like the way it's perceived as like oh you know i have a company you know i have raised millions of dollars you know yeah. the swag and you know the style and you know this and that i think it's good i mean who can do it but i what i feel is and the hype of it it's yeah. it's, it's a major hype but what i feel is it's all noise you know i mean yeah. there are a lot of entrepreneurs who so so when i started the company so my director in singapore he asked me one question um and he said if you are doing this company do you want all the limelight on you or your products yeah he maybe he was testing me or he was i don't know what but i said it has to be my products yeah and then he didn't say anything else so maybe i don't know what he wanted to hear he heard that and then he didn't say anything so i think if that's clear but yes your personal brand as well is important because that but you know it's a very fine line between it that is. like some people just lose lose it completely because a social media is all about you know the hype the instagram yeah. is all about the hype the way how well they present it so the authenticity you know the honesty it just kind of dilutes a lot uh, so it's all on the founders how they perceive it and yeah i think it's a very fine line between um yeah that's what i feel yeah do you like the way it's been how how much you've had to be in the limelight and how much you haven't i before? i personally you know i would never even want to show my face no the- but then but but then in australia you know i mean it's it's different you know like everybody people want to see behind the brand they want to see the founder packing you know doing behind the scenes what's in there in their life i just feel so odd and awkward doing that but i just need to do it like if i'm the face of the brand i just but yes i need to be also sure that uh, i mean on course that it's my company it's the products it's it's the goals we are attached to and nothing more than that like i, I you know it's a personal branding is important but uh, yeah again i said you know i just want to keep it authentic honest and uh, you know transparent as much as i can yeah and like you say it's that fine line between 
you maybe want to want to add a little bit of a personal touch and see the founder but I think it's also probably not too healthy to attach too much of your company to your personality because exactly you know, the entrepreneurial it, journey flows up and down and you don't want to yeah. you don't want your no. self-worth to flow as much as the entrepreneurial journey because that's very exhausting yeah it's exhausting yeah so I think few snippets of me heard and there is good but then the company the work the you know the impact what we are making our product should be the main hero absolutely yeah and what are what are some of your biggest dreams uh, and visions right now oh I think I think main would be it's like just um, again you know just having people and build that community here in Australia as well, where people enjoy the products and love the products as much as I do. So I think, I think that's going to be my main focus uh, for a couple of years now. Yeah. Just focusing on brand awareness and um, yeah. Educating. Yeah. And educating. That's really, that's a, that's a big, that's a big challenge, but a fun challenge. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Are you, are you still doing are you still doing markets um and stuff in Australia as well to kind of see how they Yeah, so I I think I intend to do that. So I think I intend to do some uh trade shows and some markets as well for next year. Uh right now I'm just uh, just easing out on all the processes and everything till December and and I'm in no hurry to catch the Christmas season as well because we don't make seasonal products at all no. so so the best part about our designs are we try to do it as much as 365 days a year so where yeah. people can buy any time of the year not just during Christmas or during Valentine's or you know so I don't produce that that's um, great and yeah that's, so that's we, intentional I, I assume also Absolutely intentional. Yeah. I don't like uh, seasonal stuff at all because the amount of waste that goes in it is just insane. And people, I mean, I know, look, I mean, everybody wants to, you know, celebrate Christmas, but I will might be offering a smaller range, but it's, that's it. Like I, but I'm not going to be, yeah, focusing on that. Focusing on that. Yeah. And um, when, is there one thing that you spent a lot of time doing in your childhood that you wish you would have had more time to do right now? So when I was growing up, uh, I always I was a very creative child. Um, and my mom saw that, that, you know, that I had that creativity in me. So she, she literally enrolled me in every class possible from craft, drawing, um sketching uh coloring <laughs> you know I used to That's do so great. many classes yeah yeah absolutely like my weekends were like school and then afternoon classes then weekends so my mom so that has always been nurtured and I wish I, I had some time to just sit down and do some sketching I used to do figure drawings uh, object drawings you know like the basic drawing drawings I used to do that a lot yeah and I wish I had some time for that yeah to do that yeah, yeah. And I mean that could you know that childlike curiosity I think often if we take a little bit of time doing that you know the the benefit of it is so great even though when we sit down and do it we might not re we might not feel very productive yeah but I yeah. think the benefit of of it is so great that whole notion of you know playing and like going where your creativity takes you and 
wonder and like white space and like all of those things I think are really important yeah. to, to keep in your life but they're hard when you the older you get I feel like you get a bit more transactional so you you yeah. oh, I do this and then I expect to get this out of it yeah within a reasonable yeah. time so we do that less and less yeah so so that's why now what I do is like when I I do write a lot uh, and that's why I do have my sketch pad in front of me that when I'm thinking about something or if I want to make some new designs, I'm just sketching them out. So it's just right in front of me so that I don't, don't have to really look for it. And I just do some scribbles or if I'm on a call, I'm just, you know, drawing something. Um, so I just have my pen and pencil, uh, paper and pencil handy always. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the designs are, are they handmade by you? Yeah, all everything's designed by me. Yeah. everything yeah yeah that's really cool and we spoke yeah. a little bit about um ch- before we hit record we talked a little bit about children and you said children also like your stationery right oh absolutely so when I used to do marketplaces uh the kids just like oh mama you know you have to see this this pencil grows can you believe that so they were used to be my son like can I hire all of you you're yeah. really my salesperson because they were amazing they're, and they're so cute you know when they talk about it um so yeah they, they've really I think children are so uh straightforward in their approach that if if you tell them something they just get it because it's either black or white there's nothing yeah. gray in between so I think it just makes it easier and when they see oh this grows into herbs and veggies and they're so excited about it so we had a lot of moms used to buy uh, for kids kids birthdays you know as a party favors That's so we a had a lot idea, of moms actually. coming in yeah so they used to buy a lot of pencils and pens as party favors uh for the kids birthdays yeah yeah because what I really like with the product is that it's it's an everyday you know like something that you use every day but yet it can have such an impact and I often actually when I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs many are you know they might have a quote-unquote like a traditional company but they want to do something more um, and we yeah. talk about different options you know you could donate your time you can donate to charity you can do this and I often bring up like but what's what about your stationery? like what kind of pens do you use what kind of and most companies or like even small entrepreneurs haven't thought about that and I think yeah. that is a statement in itself you know you don't have to save the world but you could say oh my company only uses plantable pencils yeah Absolutely. I mean, that's what my vision is, even with corporates is like, even if it's okay. So if if stationary makes a very small percentage of the waste problem, very, very small, but it's still a problem. So everything adds on. So even if a company says, you know, everybody's working from home and everything, and if they source say 50 pieces of stationary per month, just change it to plantable stationary. Yeah. And that's your way forward into uh, the bigger picture you know now with ESG scores and strategies and people are the, the you know the sustainability managers are getting into you know how we can you know change our electricity or renewable energy and you know how should we reduce a carbon footprint there's so many talks around it yeah but what are you doing in your office yeah like, what are you providing like you have these welcome goodie bags for new employees but what are you giving them it's all plastic yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. And I think often I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day about how 
as humans we have a ten tendency to like if you if you're out for a walk for example in the forest you're you're gazing like very far ahead and you often miss like what's closest to you and I think it's the same in this like transition we think oh you know I need to like change the entire heating system in my house because it needs to be green and then yeah. we kind of miss and these little things like where am I getting my groceries what am I writing with what kind of paper do I use like exactly how is my I've been name? using reusable bags yeah yeah and not to say that the big things aren't necessary as well but I think maybe it's sometimes it's helpful not to try and look for that big idea that's going to change everything instead all of us can do little things that eventually yeah. will go a long way absolutely I mean that's what we on our Instagram and on our socials that's what we try to educate people is like start with something small which is achievable we don't need to really go and change the world tomorrow because that's never going to happen but why don't yeah. we do start from something at home yeah uh, you know and if you start at home you know things just changes uh, gradually yeah yeah takes time it does take time and patience yeah and, and mindset and mindset that's very true um and on that note if you were to give the listener then one piece of advice that they could do today or tomorrow that would make an impact for the planet or for humanity what what would that tip be I think the most important is starting with their mindset. Even if you don't know anything about sustainability or do not know any about what you do to be eco-friendly, just head down to your nearest bookstore and grab a book yeah. on zero waste um, ideas or you know whatever are out there or just Google it. If you don't want to go to a bookstore, just Google it and just start with that. Yeah. And the more you read, the more you understand, like whatever topics interest you. So say, for example, you, you know, trees interest you. Yeah. Just read about that. And how can you make an impact on that? If you like stationery, you read about that. You like clothes, you read about. So whatever interests you, just read about that and then say, OK, I will do these this one thing, uh, you know, tomorrow and then the next day, two more things. Yeah. And that's how you go. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. You just have to take that initiative. Yeah, that's a really good tip to actually focus on what interests you because it's it's a little bit the parallel of like if you if you want to start training, for example, if you want to get into shape, we're taught that we're supposed to push each other and we do these things that we actually don't like doing. But in like, don't go to the gym if you don't like to go to the gym. You can go and you can go for a hike or you can play pickleball. Yeah, that's, that's still moving. And it's, exactly it's, yeah and it's what and then and, it's of course a lot easier to sustain it absolutely so that's what I say like you know because it, sustainability is such a huge word and it's such a huge topic these days but what we are not we have to break it even down for a layman because who is not sustainable who is not believing in these missions how can we interest that person yeah. is by asking them to do what they love yeah and then change that yeah why are we looking at it the other way so, oh no you have to do this this this, and this yeah nobody does that yeah you can't force a, an adult man or a woman to change no no <laughs> it's hard that's very <laughs> true and I mean I've heard that it's come up 
around me quite quite a lot in in recent months is this like trying to change the narrative from negative to positive because especially with climate it's it's all this like doom and gloom all the time and like oh my god everything is like going into you know we're gonna disappear and I don't think that's ever if you read up on like research on motivation I don't think that's ever been a good motivator of anyone that yeah tragic ending scenario yeah exactly I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes you do feel anxious, like what's going on, where's the climate going, but then read about it. Like there's so much of, and please read from sources which are uh, uh, valid, approved, like, you know, those big names, the BBC or, you know, something or UN or SGDs or, you know, something which is legit and they give you the right information because there's so much of information out there that it's confusing sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, and before we uh, wrap up, um, how can you can you let us know how we can support you uh, in the best possible way? I think uh, follow us on Instagram uh, and follow us on our channels. Uh, you know, if you love stationery or if you want to just try them out, you can give it a go. And please plan them after. Share us videos and you know photos of that. Um, and just uh, stay there with us on our journey and uh, support us. Yeah, and it's yeah, just left great. and it's just left hand design on all the platforms, right? Yes, it's left hand design. Yes. Yeah, and really quickly, where does the name come from? I'm assuming you're left handed, oh. or is that a bad assumption? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a lefty. Uh, so, so when when in Dubai, when I had to name the company, I was like, you know, what do I name it? What should it be? And then I was like let's just do it left-hand design because it's design, it's left. And I was like, you know, that's something different. So so I think one of the interesting part during the marketplaces was all the lefties used to stop by. And they're like, uh, oh my God, like we have products only for lefties now. I said, no, no, it's for everyone. But, uh, but yes, uh, you know, so the, the, I used to love when all the lefties used to come and say hi to me. I was like, yay. <laughs> That's really fun. One yeah. of my daughters is actually left-handed, uh, left-handed, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. that's what she reacted to. She was like, "Oh my god, is she left-handed?" And I said, "I promise, I'll ask, but I would maybe assume so." <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, uh, that's great. Well, again, thank you so much for being here today, uh, and for taking the time and for spreading information and inspiration. And for really letting us all know that, you know, we can all do something and that we're all needed on this journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. Everyone's in, in, in this together. And we are just doing our bit to provide a, a different solution to everyone. And uh, yeah, um, just have fun with us and just be there with us. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Radhika. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And it was amazing to chat and see you in person as well, like online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we can spread your message a little bit this part of the world as well. Yes, please. Yes, that would be amazing. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me. All right. Thank you for using your precious time to listen to the We Are All Needed podcast. And if you find the podcast valuable, please rate, review, and most importantly, share this episode so that we can spread more goodness out there in the world. If you want to work with me, find out more about the guests or the community, please jump on over to 
www.thecircularentrepreneurs.com. Until next time.